0: Let's um let's begin. Psalms 45. My heart is stirred by a beautiful song. I say, I've composed this special song for the king. My tongue is skilled as a stylus of an experienced scribe you're the most handsome of all men jesus you speak in an impressive and fitting manner for this reason god grants you continual blessing strap your sword and your thigh O warrior appear in your majestic splendor up here in majesty and be victorious and ride forth for the sake of what is right on behalf of justice. Then your right hand will accomplish mighty acts. Your arrows are sharp and penetrate the hearts of the king's enemies. Nations fall at your feet. Your throne, O oh God, is permanent. The scepter of your kingdom is the scepter of justice. You love justice and you hate evil. For this reason, God, your God has anointed you with the oil of joy, elevating you above all your companions. All your garments are perfumed with myrrh and aloe and cassia. From the luxurious palace comes the music of the stringed instrument. And we're here to please you, Lord. And to make you happy. Princesses are among those of your honored guests, and your bride stands at your right hand wearing jewelry made from the gold, from Oprah. Listen, old princess, observe and pay attention. Forget your homeland and your family. The king is attracted by your beauty. After all, he is your master, submit to him. Rich people from Tyre will seek your favor by bringing a gift. The princess looks absolutely magnificent, decked out in pearls and clothed in a brocade trimmed with gold. An embroidered robe. she's escorted to the king, her attendants, the maidens of honor who follow her are led before you. They're bubbling with joy as they walk in procession and enter the royal palace. Your sons will carry you on the dynasty of your ancestors. You will make them princes throughout the land. Now, I proclaim your greatness, O Lord, this morning in this place. I will proclaim that great are you, Lord, and worthy to be praised. Let the nations, and let this nation... This nation of the United States of America praise you forevermore. Amen.
1: on the sun for light anymore i can't depend on science about how i can breathe who do i have but you anymore Come, would you come? Holy Spirit, we beg you, would you come? Would you come? Come so much closer. Come so much closer. Expose.
0: I need to address something right now just before we can really launch out into the deep. Uh, uh, because this has been happening in our meeting for the last uh, couple weeks and it, and it has to be addressed. And um, it's in Micah chapter 2. And it, it, this will pay, pay a context for what is happening right now. Because uh, we'll just hear the word of the Lord, Micah 2. Those who desire, devise sinful plans are as good as dead. And those who dream about doing evil as they lie in bed. As soon as morning dawns, they carry out their plans because they have the power to do so they've confiscated the fields they desire and they seize the houses they want. And they defraud people of their homes and deprive people of the land they have inherited. Therefore, the Lord says this, look, I'm devising a disaster for this nation. It will be like a yoke from which you cannot free your neck and you will no longer walk proudly for it will be a time of catastrophe. In that day, people will sing this taunt song to you. They will mock you with this lament. We are completely destroyed. They sell off the property of my people, how they remove it from me. They assign our fields to the conqueror. Therefore, no one will assign you land in the Lord's community. And they said, don't preach with such impassioned rhetoric. They say excitedly, these prophets should not preach of such things. We will not be overtaken by humiliation. And does the family of Jacob say, the Lord's patience can't be exhausted? But he would never do such a thing to be sure my commands bring reward for those who obey him. But you rise up as an enemy against my people You've stole a robe from a friend, from those who pass by peacefully as if returning from a war. You've wrongly evicted widows among my people from their cherished homes. You've defrauded their children of their prized inheritance. But you're the ones who will be forced to leave. For this land is not secure. Sin will thoroughly destroy it. If a lying windbag should come and say, I'll promise you blessings of wine and beer, he would be just the right preacher for these people. And listen, this is the condition of our nation as a whole right now. And the Lord's like, you must say it. You must say what I'm saying. In the end, this word comes in Micah 2 for us right now to take encouragement in. Listen to the word of the Lord. I will certainly gather you, all of Jacob. So right in the midst of national calamity that the Lord is going to exercise concerning this nation, I will gather Jacob together. I certainly will. And I'm going to assemble those Israelites who remain. This is the remnant. And I'm going to bring them together like sheep in a fold like a flock in the middle of a pasture they'll be so numerous and they will make a lot of noise the one who can break through barriers will lead them out they will break out and they will pass through the gate and they will lead. this is what is happening right now as of today the lord's patient has been exhausted He's not going to watch Pedophilia and defrauding And uh, usury And the wrongness going on in this nation anymore And this Let this camp right here Be a testimony before him And all the other camps of Jacob And of Israel of God that is in this nation The remnant of the Lord That the Lord Is promising us A breakthrough what we've been feeling in the last couple of meetings and you're experiencing is that separation. It's the separation that's happening within ourselves of anything like Egypt and anything like Babylon and anything like Ammon and anything like Assyria and anything like Edom in us and anything like Lot and his lot And all of it in Sodom. You see, it all must be extracted out of this end time remnant. For the Lord will have a holy people unto himself. And I would encourage you to look at the one. Look at him now. And lift up your gaze to the one. The one who's coming. The conquering ruler and king who breaks open the barrier and releases us. Releasing us now. Now dive in with him because this thing changes. We're at the hinge of history. The inflection that Lineker spoke of is upon us. This inflection. This inflection concerning this entire nation. And right now you and I upon the testimony that's coming out of our mouth as we praise him and worship him the Lord will divest this nation of his fraud. It's over with and the mistreatment of widows and the mistreatment of inheritances for God's people. And we will inherit the land that is rightfully the kingdom of God and belongs to the saints of the Lord. Now, we worship you, Lord. Oh, we honor you. And I say Your Lord your king and master over my life I pledge my allegiance to you and my whole self to you Lord and every part of my frame belongs to
2: you Lord take us Lord and have your way with the company of Jacob Lord the Israel of God unite this remnant throughout this land bring us into one fold under one shepherd one king one ruler who you are unite the remnant lord unite us lord make us one as you're one Mm. gaze up to him and look at him
0: take us in holy spirit move us in move us in You see? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Do not fear, but take courage. Don't be afraid, the Lord says to me over and over. You don't know what it looks like. Yeah, you don't. What about my business? How are we going to do this, Lord? Don't be afraid. Great is the reward of the Lord.
2: the Lord. I will reward you, says the Lord. My reward is in my hand. My inheritance is with me. Don't be afraid. Fear not, but take courage. For a little flock, I'll give you the kingdom. Take what you have and give to the poor the fathers give pleasure to give us the kingdom don't be afraid little flock receive the kingdom for you're receiving the kingdom you're possessing the kingdom the kingdom of heaven is at hand now and it suffers violence violent in devotion to jesus take it by force, because my devotion is to you lord fear not fear not rise up church rise up church in this end time and possess the kingdom for the saints will inherit and possess the kingdom Jesus, I extol you, Lord.
3: We extol your majesty, your majesty. You're
2: the majestic one. You're the holy one. you we Kudina Bas Swainaphay na Ma S Kanayatau, Kidina. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The lion of the tribe of Judah.
1: Like my God, my enemies, they consume themselves. Who is like my King? He who rules with compassion and love. Who is like my warrior? Oh, come mighty warrior, oh, come roaring lion, oh, come power and silence, oh, come thunder and lightning, may the mountains fall down and the rivers rise and the seas begin to bellow, King Who is like my God My enemies Watch them consume Themselves Who is like my king He rules with Compassion and love Excuse me, he will avenge me. It's only a little while that I sit in darkness. Rejoice not against me. King of glory that can take down a city with the shouts of his people. From your lips all oh,
3: things were beginning who is like this Lord and Master, who is
1: like this King and my friend. Ride your chariots across the clouds, onto the mountains, down the valley. Your mouth, we keep our eyes on you. When you go right, we go right. When you go left, we go left. When you go down, we go down. When you go up, we go up. When you pray, we pray. When you do, we do. Keep your eyes on him. It's not what you can do for him, it's what he can do for right you. your hands and surrender, and watch the King come, come, watch the enemy flee seven ways, before the great and terrible day of Him, who is like my Lord, He is the light always unto my path. Who is like my judge He took my sins to death oh, on that tree Who is like my love He wants to know us intimately It's only a little Sit in darkness. Rejoice not against me, O enemy. And when I fall, I shall arise. The Lord is my it's so strong, oh, it thinks it's so dark, but the Lord is my light, the Lord is my light. Mm. Oh, haughty Babylon, who do you think you are? Oh, haughty Jericho.
0: Take a deep breath.
2: Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Breathe on this place.
0: Gentle Lamb of God. Dove, dove, come in this room. We
2: invite you, Holy Spirit. Okay, Jesus, Holy Spirit, the tender one, the tender one, so tender, Lord.
0: so delicate. Come in this place.
2: Could
0: you
2: you A gentle breeze, a gentle life. you Could now? A whispering wind. We you know, I love you, Holy Spirit. We invite you, Holy Ghost. Lord. Move, Lord. We want you for you, Lord. Just for you. To you be the glory. Lord, Lord. Mm-hmm. take your freedom with us, Lord. Be free, Lord. Be free to be yourself. Be free to be yourself, Lord. you do not You're the wisdom. <laughs> oh, oh, you're I am us, I, I, I am yeah,
3: Oh, he mm-hmm.
2: Rushing this please. Tender soul, let the wind blow, let the wine of the spirit come forth, the wind blow, fire, fire, fire.
0: An imposer. You have to want him. You just ask him to come. I want you more than my breath. I want you more than my life. He wants to be wanted, he just wants to be wanted. I see you now. you with an everlasting love your mind says the lord ago I was sitting in the woods Lord just left the air for you I beckon you to come and be with me I went off into the woods I sat there 15 minutes went by board slap out of my mind shouldn't I be doing something else I don't even know if you exist who is this Lord 30 minutes goes by just all blank nothing you said come and be with me pray can you just stand the test of the night no Lord I want to do something else 45 minutes goes by nothing blank empty who are you Lord Why don't you stimulate my emotion? At least do something right here in the rustling of the leaves. I hear nothing. I feel nothing. An hour goes by. Nothing. Do you exist? Look, I'll give you one hour. (laughs) I'm so noble now. I must be noble. I'm so proud of myself. I've give everything I got. Hour and fifteen minutes goes by, nothing. At the moment that I get up to leave, the most tenderest voice speaks to me. It breaks my heart to this day. Could you not just stay with me a little longer?
2: I was wrecked.
0: Such love. I pushed out to the point of my, what I thought, an hour and 15 minutes, And all sweetness, and there he was. The one whom my soul longs for. And he swept into my soul right there in the middle of those leaves. Was marked, and I knew that at that point, that if I would push out to my own extremity, He would always meet me right there at the point of inflection. It was just emptying me of myself. This is the Holy Spirit. It's is the way He operates. got to get all the works out of us, the old earning mindset, that old fake so-called gospel out of us, just so he could be with us, because then we would have thought we earned it, that it was somehow my hour and 15 minutes of time, that it somehow earned him. No. I want to empty you of that, and I want to give you me. I never want to do that again. Abraham, there he is in Genesis 15, fighting off the birds of prey, powers, principalities, sweeping down on the covenant. Words like the only way I'm going to be able to cut this covenant is put this guy to sleep. Why? Cause he has to give everything. It's not based on what we do. It's not fat, how fast you run or how you push your wheel out. It's just your goodness, Lord. And this gospel is the most beautiful, most precious gospel. You want to come to the edge again? You want to go there over and over in your own effort and your own will and run up to the very edge? Exhaust yourself with all of your ability and what you can do. Go for it. Because at the end of that, he is. Before Abraham was, I am. You see it? You see him seeing us, seeing him? And in there, in that exchange, you have the Trinity. You have the function of the Godhead, who is love, quintessentially love. And that day, love rushed in. And I said, You know what? And oh man, I've been a bumbling, crazy man about this. But run me out again. I'm running up to zero because I want to now. Because you don't have to hedge anymore. He's, he's right there every time to meet you. To meet you at the extremity of your cell. I found him to be faithful a thousand times. And we will for all eternity know that he is faithful. And I don't want to mess it up even this morning run us out because even the worship and praise I give him can't compare to him you know him himself so we praise him and we worship him and we give him all we got good Holy Spirit come and blow in this place and cause the flame that you put inside of us flame hot with love, and burn out anything that remains that's not like you, I give you permission to take over. With your fiery compassion and zeal for your own glory in us, manifest yourself, Lord. Quiet my soul like a weaned child, I'm completely dependent on you, how much so and how much we need to know that, I need you everlasting father, prince of peace.
1: staring straight into your eyes and you are so beautiful with every glance I take I change and change more like your spotless bride it's in your
0: amen everybody good we good feel good okay (laughs) better than good Amen. Last week we were, I think, a little taken back and surprised. I know I was when Carol wakes up. I had a dream last night, Carol, and I uh, want to share it with you. And if you haven't heard it, go go on our you know Galactic Progeny podcast, and you can listen to. Um, that would be exit x2m-102 102, x2m-102 102. um x2m means exit to millennium um for those of you that want to know what that means <laughs> one morning i earlier this year it was in january we were unpacking this work and and I was like, "Oh, so you're raising up a second Exodus movement?" And the Lord's like, "Well, you could call it that if you want, but I call it Exit to Millennium." <laughs> and I said, "Well, we'll call it what you call it, you know." And I like, I like his way of doing things. It's a very, it's it's a very, you know, very masculine feature <laughs> of what he's saying because he's like, "I have a path, I have a journey, I got a plan." I've got somewhere I'm wanting to go with this, and whereas Second Exodus is amazing, is that kind of language is because they're going out and going somewhere. It was a little bit more circular, and so the Lord just wanted something that was like, "Hey, let's just get down to it. I'm ready for my my bride to exit to millennium." And I was so like, it was like he was just laughing with me or joyfully, and I said, "Oh, so it's x to m then? It, so it be." And, we won't call it, you know, second exodus movement, the church being, oh, okay, I didn't know if you wanted to speak or something, or wave a flag, or, <laughs> no, do, <dear. laughs> anyways, we, so X2M101, and uh, so Kara, back to Kara, she's. I had this dream about Sebastian Inlet, and I have no frame for it. I don't have a real understanding of it. I look it up. We kind of look at the geography there off the east coast of Florida, and I'm like, I I don't really understand, honey. And then she's really impressed with the Lord. And I'll tell you, if Kara comes up here and speaks, it's the Lord because she's not going to do that. I think that's her third time in all these years maybe that she's ever uh, come up and said anything up here. Now, she talks to me a lot but about things, and listens a lot. (laughs) But anyway, so her coming up, it had to be an impression of the Lord, and I was like, what happened after that was just remarkable. And then, you know, there's Joe Palisok with his turtle shirt on because she's talking about these turtles at Sebastian Inlet. And then there's all of you that have these words and um, different aspects and uh, we didn't know this at the time that, uh, well, I see Jeff Manning kind of move around. He goes over to Tom McManus, and he's over there speaking with him and telling him something. He said, I, th- I think I've, I really have something significant that's happened to me at Sebastian Inlet. And, um, I, and I hope that you can see what happened last week, how important it is that we as a body operate in the gift that God has invested in us. And like what Kara does, not take lightly your dreams, your visions, your prophetic words, what you're sensing. And if you get a really strong sense, there's freedom here for, uh, for expression. Uh, you really, really need, to, because it's those little inflections sometimes or aspects that the Holy Spirit wants us to be aware of. Um, because we come together as a body there's there there was a corporate word last week and was just the most remarkable thing again fascinating and I'm not saying the word has to do that every week and or the same way it, it'll never be the same way. Um, but with that being said, I uh, Jeff Manning uh, shares with his testimony and then uh, and then Kelly Manning shares with me, or testimony last week on the stage afterwards. And I said, oh, and then Jeff and I had a meeting Monday and then a, another talk Tuesday. And I was like, this this has to be heard. Um, now, I'm still going to preach. I have a message from the Lord. <laughs> and it's amazing. <laughs> I receive his message this week. It's incredible. And so I asked Jeff and then uh, Kelly, however y'all want to incorporate if that's okay with you, to share what you did because it's just amazing, and um, and I think it uh, that we need to hear what the Lord is saying through them, and so if you'll come up and share, and then Kelly, if you want to come up here and yeah, just come up here and what's that? And make sure that you get into the mic um, so that we can you know hear you,
4: yeah. Yes, I'm going first.
3: first.
4: Well, I wanted to start with um, start at the very beginning of this whole idea, the promised land. Uh, that happened for my personal walk, and that was ten years ago when we were meeting at the fire station. There was a lot of um, we were st- we were in this talk still of I mean we were starting and moving in from the promise you know from the from Sinai, from the desert into the Promised Land, and 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 this was week after week, you know, in the, in those meetings. In this one meeting, this word came forth that somebody doesn't want to enter in. And in my mind, you know, we're here with a group of company. I'm like, who is it that doesn't want to go in? I mean, that's a like who who could that be? And it's unfolding, though, and uh, the person says, they're wearing toenail polish it's like oh it's a female It like cut the room in half now it's it's a female and in my mind I'm like who is this like we're all like intense you know like we are here like who would not go and then it's Kelly Manning I was like like, wow um it really kind of floored me because I thought I was so going in you know with the sword up and um and I chewed on that for maybe eight years. Wow. I mean, it kind of sat there. And then uh, we ended up moving to, ten, uh, to Kansas City. And I'm teaching Claire a, um, a, like a kid's version of the Old Testament survey. And every week, it's like God is speaking to me about going. Th- I mean, it's most of that was all about the desert. And every week, it was like God was unfolding this idea of being in the desert and um, finally getting up to the promised land. And um, so I am, and he's like, and I had my dreams about the promised land have died maybe three or four times, you know, there's the death process of that. So I was kind of ready not to eat. I'm like, at this point, I'm like, God, I don't even want to touch dreams. That's like too hard. It's too painful. And, um, but he's like, I have a promised land. And um, so this is running in the back, you know. It's you know the running in the background, and um, and then we move back to Greenville, and um, I'm starting to read Pilgrim's Progress, and I feel so convicted about. There's this part where um, there's two men, and I, I can't even I can't remember what it w- exactly was, but. It was about the law, and about being in Zion, and it and it refers to Galatians four about um, like we are not we are not daughter like you're not a, I'm not a daughter of um, Ishmael. That was the covenant of slavery, and um, and he's still talking to me and so I feel convicted, but you know when you don't really quite know what you're convicted. Like, I know God's pointing this. He's pressing in here, but I can't define it yet. It's just ideas. And, um, and then I really was confronted uh, in real life, not by God, but by people that can be kind of painful, about um, that I was living in law, like in my relationships. And it was so true. And um, so many times God was like, do you want to live for being right or do you want to have a relationship? And in my family, we grew up like right was really important. Being right was really important. And it was just a running program I ran on. and um, Or doing it your best and like, you know, perform, perform, perform. And um, they were very smart. My uncle's like an MIT graduate. It was like he invented the, he made the, the, machine that makes computer chips I mean they're like and my um, grandfather was mapping the ocean on Nova you know so the bar was kind of high to be right and to be knowledgeable and in my family and so I just ran on that program and um, it was like I was just convicted about um, that becoming being right was like part of my identity instead of being in relationship with God and and then we started, we were in Greenville, but we started attending back up to um, when we were meeting at the YMI. And, and the messages were all about, you know, leaving Sinai for Zion. And I am just floored by God's, like, he's filling in where I can connect, where he, can, he was connecting the dots for me. And then just a few weeks ago, I felt like I got the full revelation of why I wasn't able to enter in, why God was saying that and pointing that out to me, and it was, it was a um, that if He let me into the promises when I was in that frame of structure of being, then I would think it was because I did it, and I was right, and I achieved it, and it took an un a deconstructing and an undoing of. Um, me to realize that's when you entered the promised land and so I mean just I'm so um, God is so moving in this uh, arena in my life to to enter into the relationship based nothing based nothing on what I can do and um, so it's it's like a new day and it made sense it made sense why that was said back then because it didn't make sense for many years I was just like wow, I thought I was, like, leading the pack, actually, you know. <laughs> Not like the leader, but I was like, man, I was, like, one of the front ones ready to, like, get through Jordan. I was, you know. So it was, it's just revealing of your own soul. So I'm just, um, I'm glad to be in today in Zion and, you know, experience God. And even just today in worship, I felt like I was standing up and I was trying to enter in, and God just said, sit down. Like, I sometimes you feel like... Um, You got to be in this like go posture with God, and and I sat down, and that's when He came. So it's even in like so many things, like just just rest, and He'll be present, and it's His work in my life. So that's what I want to share. I don't get to. All right.
5: Love to hear your voice. Your voice is lovely. I love to hear your voice. Your voice is lovely. As lovely as Jerusalem. And as awesome as an army with banners. I was noticing today as we were worshiping the um, verse before that. Before, the bridegroom says, you are as beautiful as Tirzah, my darling, as lovely as Jerusalem, as awesome as an army with banners. The verse before that gives her revelation of him. It's very interesting how he postures her heart to become an army. When Tom... Blowed the um, conch shell. <laughs> oh wow, we had a conch shell blown. Was we're talking about Sebastian Inlet? <laughs> um, when he blew that, I've never had an interpretation of a conch shell before. <laughs> you know, you have interpretation of tongues, but he said, "I'm assembling the army through the conch shell. I'm assembling the army." And then when he blew the other. Um, So far, every single time he blew it, the king is coming. I'm assembling the army. The king is coming. So I go to this verse, you know. You're as lovely as Jerusalem, as awesome as an army with banners. So, you know, you think, how is he going to prepare his army, right? How is he going to posture our hearts? Like, get your guns, go take the hill, right? Well yeah, but I am my beloved's, and my beloved is mine. This is the heart posture of, for the creation of an army. He pastures his flock among the lilies. So, there's this, who ever heard of an army like this? (laughs) You know, that's the tenderizing of the heart. Um, should I say that? I just want to say it. Um, my wife has never been as beautiful to me as she is today. I love to hear your voice. Your voice is lovely. My wife has never been as powerful. And this is, this is who we are as a bride. You know, this tender, beautiful place where our hearts are being shepherded. And then that's where our soldier status comes. So I'll share a, um, a bit more about Sebastian Inlet today. That's what Carol and I were talking about. And there is a, a word, I keep visualizing Tom up here with me, you know, like, like he's next to me. Um, but Tom shared with me, and we were on the porch uh, this week at my house. He said, when you share your testimony, you're also going to be sharing a word for the nation, too. So there's like, you know, in our lives, we have these testimonies that overcome, you know, we overcome through our testimony as part of it. But that testimony also is um, representative, too, you know, for others. And so he was saying that there was a national word today as well, and I, I agree And when I didn't get anything until I actually got here about that, but I'm going to share the the micro first, but it's really kind of all one thing, you know, so, okay, so when I came back to the Lord in, at St. Pete Junior College years, um, you know, my, my stepfather um, came, my, my uh, mom and my sister, everybody came. We all came to Christ. It was very, very powerful. I came first, and then um, my dad, my stepdad's uh, testimony was, like, amazing. And so I was on fire as a Baptist. Um, I was a C.S. Lewis Christian, I called myself. You know, I, I was so, I had found the rock of the eternal word of God in the scriptures, and I finally found some kind of stability in my life, because I never had that. Then I find the rock of the Word of God, and then my family comes. And so now we're on that rock together. And then people would think that I was raised in this great Christian family. I always thought that was so funny, you know, because it was so opposite, you know, but we all came. And on my college campus, we had, we had Baptist revival. I mean, it was amazing what happened on our college campus. And then after junior college graduation, went to Covenant College, So that was Baptist. And then I had Presbyterian revival. We had on the Presbyterian campus at Covenant College, in those two years I was there, there was, I would call it a revival of the brothers. There was such a depth of relationship that happened among the brothers. Uh, I still have relationship to this day with some of these guys at Covenant College. But also during that time, in the midst of experiencing a revival in my heart of, of the word of God, my mind probably more than my heart, and then b- the brothers coming together, um, the Lord began to move in a way that, that began to crush the Sinai uh, in my in my whole perspective. So I'm experiencing God; it's amazing. But it was like I was being saved from up here, you know. Like, but He's beginning to crumble all the depths, you know, in that time. And you know, He sticks me with the college roommate that's like was probably the only person on that campus that spoke in tongues. And I kept catching him speaking in tongues. I'm like, I'm I'm cessationist, you know, Baptist, Presbyterian, cessationist, loving God, on fire for God in that way, but not, that was really strange to me. Then this German guy comes, transfers over to Covenant College, and he's like that too. These become like two of my best friends and they're working on me basically, but I'm calling them, you know, messed up. But I still love, I mean, they were like real great brothers. I just didn't get them in that way. And then um, uh, these two songs, uh, secular songs, that began to make me tear for the first time. I hadn't cried since my real father died when I was um, 16, because I was going to be the strong guy. And um, these songs really bugged me, and I took these songs to my brothers, you know, and I said, I don't know what it is about these songs that they're making me begin to tear up. So this was the first time in years I began to tear. So it was like the dam was beginning to break, right? Well, the dam broke in Sebastian Inlet. So I graduated college, the tears are beginning to form, and I go in and I'm meeting my friend, my college roommate, the one who spoke in, speak, spoke in tongues and stuff. I'm meeting him there to go surfing. We weren't actually going there to watch the turtles, we were going there to surf. But he calls me and um, on a payphone, because back then it was 1990, so I'm on a pay phone, <laughs> and uh, he says, hey, Jeff, um, I can't come because you're supposed to be alone with God during this time, and he's wanting you to repent. So that was kind of like shaking, shaking for me, and so now I have a whole week in Sebastian and alone mm-hmm. with God, and I still do a little surfing, but um, longboarding. But then, as I'm, I forget, it's a couple days into it, I'm in Jonathan Edwards' commentary on 1 Corinthians 13, and the Lord speaks to me for the first time. Now, I knew he spoke through the Bible and the words of the Bible, but to actually speak a direct word into my heart, like inner audible, I think Mike Bickle calls it, um, that was something I didn't understand or know or even believe in. Um, But it happened to me. You know, while I'm reading Jonathan Edwards, and what he said, and that's what I want to share. I want to share the two first sentences I heard from the Lord, like that I really knew he spoke to me, okay? So I'm on my way after this, Sebastian. In time, I'm on my way to D.C. to be an intern in Washington and to go to Presbyterian Seminary at Chesapeake. So that's, that's the path I'm on. And, you know, I thought it was a pretty good path. But this is what the Lord says. He says, son, you're on the path of a Pharisee first words I ever heard. The second words, I try not to uh, just imagine being me instead of yourself here in this. Your mom's going to die. And I knew it was the Lord. That, those two words were like, he knew that I would become like an army with banners. He knew that I would be lovely in an army. But at this point, it was the Song of Songs, chapter one, where it says, you're dark, but you're lovely to me. He wouldn't say that to me unless I was, he was so kind. It wasn't like, you know, but you got to get on a different path than you're on. The mom dying thing, it it is so multi-layered, I would have to take too long to talk about that, so I'm just, I think, unless I get revelation here, I'm going to let that just sit with us, because the Lord may want to speak, you know, to us in different ways about why in the world would the Lord tell me something like that, especially when mom's still alive today, you know, 30 years, 32 years later, my mom's still alive physically. But he was speaking something so deep into my heart that that's how I had to hear it in order to really receive what he was saying to me. Okay, I just got revelation. So there was a transition in happen that, was, that God wanted to happen to shift me from mother church to father God. We have a country that is very dependent on mommy we're on milk you know we we don't grow up for the most part in our country and to make matters worse as worse as a country we're on the path of this this form of godliness that's devoid of its power our very forefathers laid the foundation for a form of godliness that's void of power We call the forefathers of the revolution our our spiritual fathers. Many of us call them, but they're not. This is a whole other thing. But there's such a Sinai in our forefathers. The whole mentality was Sinai mixed with Egypt and Greece and Rome. And and this is the foundation that's laid. So when we look at, at the Mosaic covenant that is laid at the foundation of our country, it binds us to... A, fa- a path of a Pharisee as the church at worst at best mommy dependency because we're stuck in my wife's testimony this is like a commentary almost you know on my wife's testimony the Sinai if you look at if you look at American history, Sinai is a big deal. I mean Benjamin Franklin's seal was the crossing of the Red Sea. it was it was it was a politicalization of of that story. The promised land was politicized. And we have a country then that's founded on a law-based society. We are based on the rule of law. So from, from a governmental perspective, that there may be things about that that's that's good, and that's like long conversations to talk about that. But the point is, is that doesn't get us anywhere with God. In fact, it makes us so much further away. The prostitutes are closer than the Pharisees. So that's, that's what happened with me in the, in, the, in the Sebastian Inlet. And I turned turtle, Right? You know, I got, I got turned upside down. And I think with what Tom has encouraged me about, my, my little story also is, and Kelly's little story, you know, they're actually very indicative of, of us as a country because we're Americans. And this is where God is going to take us. So I want to read a couple verses about Turn Turtle to close. Um, so in Acts 17... It says that a great multitude of God-fearing Greeks and a number of leading women joined with Paul and Silas. A great multitude, it says, and a number of leading women. And it says that the city was in an uproar. This was in Thessalonica. And then they said these words when they, they uh, raided Jason's house where the, they were gathering, and they dragged Jason in the street before the officials and. And they said these words, you're turning the world upside down. This is what's going to happen. Things are going to be turned upside down. And then I'll read one more. This one is um, especially meaningful to me. So here's an here's a exposure of the path of the Pharisees and the mommy dependency. In, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share it through the voice of an evil spirit. So it says in Acts 19, verse 15, the evil spirit answered and said to them, I recognize Jesus and I know about Paul, but who are you? This is the lack of authority that exists in the church. People have to go everywhere else to find this. And they're like, I come back to America. We're, you know, this is like common." So I'm just going to read that whole passage. You know, the seven sons of Sceva, I adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches, you know, against the evil spirit. And the seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. The evil spirit said, I recognize Jesus, and I know about Paul, but who are you? The man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them. Please listen. Listen and subdued all them and overpowered them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded." It's kind of like Laodicea, lukewarm, spit you out of my mouth. Now they know they're naked, right? So now they know. It's much better to know you're naked before this happens. This became known to all, both Jews and Greeks, who lived in Ephesus in fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was being magnified. So that's great awakening, because Jesus is great. So it's the awakening of the greatness of God. So the Lord Jesus was being magnified. Many also of those who had believed kept coming, confessing, and now disclosing their practices. Many of those who practiced magic brought their books together and began burning them in the sight of all, and they counted up the price of them and found it was 50,000 pieces of silver. The word of the Lord was growing mightily and prevailing. This is the turning upside down that's coming. There's going to be two facets. There's going to be judgment, and there's going to be awakening. And the two are going to go like hand. the judge and the Savior, the bridegroom, judge for the supremacy, the greatness of our king. That's what's coming. And that's the word I had to share today. Thanks.
0: Holy Spirit, I ask you right now that you would just be with my mouth as I deliver this message that comes from you. I pray that our hearts would be made ready and our ears would be able to hear. Let us see light as you are light. pray, Lord, for every distraction, concept, anything, Lord, that deviates from this message be removed out of this tabernacle put us and lock us up into your spirit right now so that we may hear your word. In your name we pray, amen. Well, 2 Timothy 1, 9 through 10, he is the one who saved us and called us with a holy calling. Not based on our works. (laughs) Don't you love that? It is not based on our works. Ephesians uh, 2, you know, For by grace are you saved through faith. It is not of yourself. It is a gift of God. It is not of works. Lest any man should have the right to boast in it. And I don't save you according to works. I've saved you according to my own good pleasure. The Father's predilection was your double predestination. My dad used to say, once a man, twice a child. I never understood that. But you would know that you've been elected and doubly know from this double message that we hear this morning from a husband and wife, a double knowing. Now, I'm in the Father and the Father's in me. And that he's called us with a holy calling. And our works is not the basis of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but it was by his own purpose and what he had destined and desired in himself and his own grace that he delivered this message to us in Christ Jesus before time even began. So outside of space-time right now, in the eternal Nature of the Godhead, he had determined this even now, outside time, that he was going to, by his own purpose and by his own grace. You know, this is so important that we hear this message. I said, Lord, you tell me to preach this message almost every week with a di- little different spin on it. He said, You can't hear this message enough because we return back to Sinai. Oh, you foolish Galatians, who's bewitched you? Don't turn back to that law-based, I got my approval and I'm earning my right to God kind of mentality. No, he determined by his own purpose, by his own grace, to grant us in Christ Jesus, to give you a grant, a land grant, his own grant, and he'd put his own nature into your soul, Christ in us, the hope of glory. That was the grant. I'm going to grant this to you before time even began. It's not not Jacob because you and Esau because you. It's because I determined it to be so. Far as from the east is from the west. I love you. Man, when this thing becomes visible, the visibility of the appearance of our Savior, when Christ becomes visible in you, Listen, it says, he has broken the power of death. When he becomes visible, when he manifests himself, that technical Greek word, when God manifests himself in you, Christ in you, in the visibility of God, Christ in you, the I am in you, the Lord himself, he breaks the power of death. And I love this. It says, and he brings to life and immortality to light through the gospel. Hey son, I'm telling you it's December. Y'all have heard this message, December 2013. Pioneer for a glorified body. He's breaking in. A light starting to show up in the midst of darkness. I'm after I'm seeking immortality. I want immortality in my, my saints. was through the brokenness. It begins to open up our eyes. This light begins to come to us. This light seeking for immortality out, outside of space time. The Lord's appearance. Uh, now, I don't know if he's appeared to you, he's appeared to me a few times. I said, No wonder, no wonder anybody would follow you. I saw his face. He had, I was sharing this with Stephen this week. I, I saw the most masculine feature, but the most refined lines that were feminine in some way. It, now, he's a male. I, I can tell you that for sure. But he had these soft edges in his masculine chiseled features. I saw his eyes. It's filled with love and filled with courage. Is appearing. He comes and he reveals himself. I'm seeking, I'm seeking to, Heal the divide inside a man to break the power of death. Well, you think it not be so that and I said this to my family "I was like, if I die, your daddy did not succeed in his ministry. You know, just set the bar where it's supposed to be. <laughs> I'm not going to die. Never. I don't mean either by that that I'm going to fall asleep. There is a generation that will not see death. There is an Enoch company that are so after the Lord that they will be so transfigured that they will look just like him. And Ephesians 3.21, and he is retained in the heavens until the restoration of all things. Not some things, not just a couple things, but all things. Now, he will have a glorified people, and he will be break and has broken outside in the eternal purpose of the Godhead, the power of death. Why you and I run up against it, run up against the zero? Why? Because he wants to reveal himself to us at the point of our extremity. You shall live and not die. Austin, Benjamin, you shall live and not die. Ah! Take some of that. Take everything trying to come in on you and crowd your mind out and tell you another story and take that message. Oh, man, of oh God. Take a message like that. I will live and not die. You know,
2: get some, what's the, what can I say? <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> some hoospa. Ah. I'm not going to die. You know, you think I'm crazy? Well, whatever. I don't care. I told my kids that. I said, hey, it's not going to happen. Boom, right in, split the eastern sky, let the Lord. I broke the power of sin and death. I mean, did he or did he not? Are we going to believe this message at the end or are we not? No, I'm tired. You know, I, I said it last week. We come up to the cusp. We come up to the verge. We surf that thing. No. Surfing the cusp. It's a, what a major move of God. No, jump off the cusp. Jump in. Yes. Go into the kingdom of heaven. Leap, leap off the cusp. Leap off the verge. He'll be there. Fly. Fly
2: with the Lord. I was like, oh God, we're we coming up to the edge. I don't think we're gonna make it. We don't think you're not gonna make it, Lord.
0: <laughs> oh goodness. Sorry, Steve I messed this thing up. Ah, ah. wait for him 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 him. peace peace like a river sit down kelly like you said just sit down wait on the word i'm about to put you to sleep you can't do this i'll do it for you and over iteration after iteration after iteration you become like him that you believe in a promise and you're partakers of the divine nature it's always there it's there at the cusp, at the verge, when you leap in, that you become like him. For you're beginning to see him as he is. You see? Ragnarok, you know, that's a funny kind of movie. What's that guy's name? Uh, that plays uh, Thor? What's his? Yeah, Thor, Chris, whatever his name is. Hem, Hemsworth. Yeah, Hemsworth. Uh, I'm not suggesting you watch the film or anything like that, but I really like the beginning because he's got this big evil guy you know he's like this big huge demon structure fellow thing I don't know what to call him and he's like got little Thor like hanging and dangling and he uh, starts laughing at him well that's like the best you got I mean hey you're a people like that you understand what I mean that's <laughs> the best you got oh you want to try it again go ahead <laughs> I don't the power of death is being broken You see, I'm not going to submit to death. I'm not going to buy into something when the Lord himself, seated on the throne, says, and you've heard me preach it, behold, write this down as faithful and true. I'm making all things new. Well, tell me how death is in that. There's no death in that. Everything's being made new, restored, repaired, or replaced. It's being made new. Because in this way, immortality now is being brought to light. What? Through the gospel. Through this message. Well, let's begin. Ephesians chapter 2, and we're going to look at uh, 14 through 17. Just, you know, just get us warmed up a little bit out of Timothy, and then we'll jump into Ephesians. Ephesians. This is kind of the phrase I got this week, and I'm going to just say it this way, and then I'll let you adjust to it since I had to. (laughs) God is not only nullified, but he has destroyed the time-space barrier. Take that. (laughs) The Lord Lord in himself did not just nullify, but he has destroyed the time-space barrier. Say it again. He has not just nullified, but he has then destroyed the time-space barrier. Now let me uh, let me take you back into the text, and we'll demonstrate this as it was demonstrated to me by the Holy Spirit, so that I could understand. What in the world are you talking about? You know, last week was Final Frontier, and uh, you know, listen to it; it's pretty amazing. Not because of me, in spite of me, I received it from the Lord. But listen to the promise, the oath, the pool. The, uh, the way the kingdom of heaven operates, how to access into the kingdom. Hear that out. And then I got myself completely blown away again. I'm like, how do you do this every week? I'm like, this is amazing. You feel all things. You're the fullness of all things. And he's like, watch this. Well, that happened this week again in Ephesians. Hearing the word of the Lord, for he is our peace. I mean, that says, what kind of Nobel Peace Prize are you getting? Well, he is our peace. I didn't earn a Nobel Peace Prize. He is our peace. The one who has made both groups into one. Watch it. And the one who destroyed the middle wall of partition. The hostility, when he nullified it in his flesh. I'll just frame this a little bit before we go on because it's really important to see this. But he, katergesis, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, katergesis, he abolished, set aside, wiped out. This verb is in the aorist, active, participle, singular. Let me explain that. It's an action that is completed prior to the time of the main verb. And so I, I was looking at this, I said, like, okay, I got a verb here, nullified, I got another verb, destroyed. It's like, okay, so you you nullified in yourself. And so when Jesus is operating with Christ in him fully on the earth, he's walking around with this nullification principle that's operating in his person. He's nullifying the division. The scholarship says that they really have a hard time with this word nullification because they can't wrap their minds around it because he's our peace. And so he's made some kind of way for what has not worked together to work together in himself. Let me try to give you this. Male and female hostility. Anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the conflict. Anybody ever had conflict in your relationship with, between the opposite sex? But Jesus comes on the scene, and he don't have a conflict within himself in a male-female dimension within himself. So when Jesus, because he doesn't have that in himself, everything outside of himself that's in conflict has to be, like, exposed. Jesus going around. He's exposing everybody, their internal conflict. In a way, in himself, in Christ, he's seeking to nullify. I want to get rid of this problem y'all are having between each other. I'm tired of these relational issues, these health issues, these financial issues. He's going around and just his very presence, Christ in him, is calling into question the conflict between yourself and someone else's self. But then you're into conflict with him because everything that you put your presupposition in now is being drawn into question. How can I explain this better? You ever been around someone, they say, stop judging me. Do You know what I'm saying? Anybody, is that happened to anybody? You didn't even say anything. Did you say anything? You're judging me. Am I talking to y'all? Do you know what I'm talking about? Anybody ever kind of treated you that way or have you actually treated someone else that way? It's this sort of passive thing that's going on. That people are operating and they feel judged by the other person. They think they're better than me. I am better than them. No, i just you know, it's like, I'm superior. I'm inferior. You know what I'm, you're judging me. You're making an example out of me. I, I can feel your stuff. You really don't, whatever, 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 whatever. Well, Jesus, when he comes on the scene, he's perfect peace. So everything of a presuppositional nature with any other human being is now being challenged. Because whatever can be shaken, what? Jesus is seeking, though, to nullify the conflict, the hostility. He doesn't want that. Why? Because he's our peace. He doesn't want that internal dilemma going on in your mind and uh, other people's and your disconnect with others. Why? Because there's no communion in that. You can't commune. Like you ever been with somebody and you're like, what's going on? I I'm feeling something that's they ain't even said anything, but it's being passed along to you. You know what I'm saying? I, I know I'm not just it's not just me feeling all these things, is it? Years ago, people just our flock just kept scattering, and I said, Goodness grace a lot. And the Lord, one day I was weeping at my desk. Ah, I lost another like pastor leader. And I said, man, i just really struggling. And he gave me his two problems with me before he left, which people happen to do at the very end of conversations. (laughs) (laughs) You're not egalitarian enough, Carol. That was one of them. That means I didn't lean left. And I said, oh, well, thanks be to God. Hopefully I won't lean right either, but I was. And then something else. He said, I don't like your thing, uh, giving money away and all that. I was like, oh man, we really had something going here. I thought you're going to be the next guy and you're going to be the pastor of whatever, whatever, and this is going to work out good. And it wasn't working out. And I'm sitting there at my desk thinking, this ministry's never going to grow. I can't keep one person long enough. And the Lord says to me, He says, Rejoice. And I said, Why? He says, Because what's in Him is no longer in you. And I was like, What? Why? Because, let me explain, you can so look at Jesus, Richard Nolan was bringing this up, you can so look at him, metanoia, and you can repent, metanoia, you can so look like him that you become like him, and then that which is around you has to adjust to the Christ who's in you. Because the peace that's settling into your soul that union of king and priest, that union of male and female in your soul, is transmitting a reality, and that reality is coming out of you, and it is implicating anything that is not like Him. And uh, you know, Paul will say that he's 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 going to say. I appreciate a few weeks ago, he said to some, "I'm an odor, I'm stinky to some people. Other people, I'm an I'm a fragrance, I'm a aroma." When you're around me, you're just like, oh, oh, oh I feel the Lord. <laughs> Somebody else is like, I can't stand being around them. You know what I'm saying? Why? You're transmitting, or you're not, Christ. Well, see Jesus going around, he's saying, man, I want everybody to be all straightened out. Transmit. <laughs> nullifying. That isn't right. That isn't right. That isn't how this thing works. This isn't truly human. I want to bring you into full humanity, your full humanity with my Christology installed. And so I think the Lord's going around. He's nullifying all this. And then this is what this aorist active participle is saying here is I'm going to go around in the nullification, then I'm going to the cross. And something's going to be demonstrated at the cross that is even beyond nullification. I'm going to destroy this partition. I'm going to literally eradicate it in myself. This hostility, this conflict within man, I'm going to be the one who bridges the gap by my blood and puts an end to the whole thing. I mean, hey, wouldn't we want this kind of peace? This peace is, uh, what I find in this Greek is, Frag moss. I say, Oh Lord, you're like trying to frag the moss off this thing, aren't you? (laughs) Throw it like a. (laughs) Lob that grenade into the middle of this thing and destroy it. A rolling stone gathers no moss, (laughs) a living stone doesn't either. He wants to destroy, and he has. He was longing for this. I don't just want to nullify this thing that's caused this conflict between you guys. I want to destroy it that's caused a conflict between us guys. I want a peace. I am the prince of it. I'm tired of this conflict. I'm tired of this, uh, as Jenny McManus calls it,
2: the. <coughs> that's
0: what I hear when she says that. I I need, I need. You know, I want to get rid of that. Ah, ah, you know that. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. And then, so watch what happens here in the text. He took out the wall and partition, the hostility, when he nullified in his flesh. Listen, this is how he does it: the law of commandments, written in decrees. Uh, let me let me say it to you way. I put my own uh, spin on this. Hopefully it's not a jot or tittle. But I think it matches with what he's showing me. In the flesh, the law of Sapphire commandments of the scepter that are couched in prophetic ivory decrees, the birthright. <laughs> well, that's a mouthful. What? I want the prophetic decree to match perfectly with the commandment as one. I want to bring peace to that, to prophecy, that which is being said. And I don't want it to be, uh, how you put this to me, Father, in covenant violation with me. You know, have you ever heard someone speak and their words fall to the ground? You ever heard someone prophesy and you're like, "Eh, (laughs) man, I don't know about that. Something ain't right. I'm picking it up. I can't really put my finger on it. But they're transmitting. They're a double talker. Their mouth saying one thing, they're living another. I don't know, but I'm picking up something isn't right. See, what the Lord wanted to do is what He's done at the cross. Is He wanted to say, "In my flesh, I'm going to take these commandments, couched in decree, and I'm going to make them one." And here's a way to, to say this: Whatever God says, He sees. Why is this important? Can you imagine saying, let there be light? And there was. Could you imagine that your word is so what the Lord would say that it literally would manifest itself out of your mouth instantly? I mean reality, because when you said it, it was within the commandment of the Lord, and it was exactly what he would say. The richness of this—it was so rich to me this week. I was like, because for years we were in the fire department. I remember years ago, and I, I was like, Lord, how do you shrink the space-time barrier? I mean, because I was learning it in giving uh, finances, and I, you know, Lord, tell me, give this money away above my tithe, and I would do it, sow it, and then I would get a return, you know, and like sometimes a year later, and then I was like, man, that's good. Uh, Within a year, I was getting 10 times back what I gave above my tithe. I said, that's a really good deal, huh? Yeah, it's 1,000% return. <laughs> I was like, the Word was training me and teaching me about this. I, I didn't really fully understand it, but then I noticed it wasn't taking a year. And it was starting to take like nine months. I did a whole spreadsheet on it. Y'all don't have to do that as a weakness of my faith. But you can if you want. But I was running spreadsheets on my giving because I was like, I want to see when that thing's going to turn. And I was finding me a hundred-fold return, which was ten times. Now I was learning about this principle. The Lord, was, he used something that I could understand, finances, because we needed them. And he's like, you can't go do another job. So I didn't really have a choice. I was like, either I'm going to be able to provide for my family or I don't know what I'm going to do. Then I noticed that that nine months turned to six months. And that six months turned to three months. And I was in the fire department, Stephen and I, back then, like seven years ago, we're going after the Lord, going after the Lord. Ah, you know, ah, everything's breaking, and things are falling apart, and it's just hard. And there's hardly anybody with us. And it's get, I was like, I'm not going to make it, you know. But I noticed the space-time barrier kept on shrinking. I was getting a return. Boom, I get a return. I was like, is This is happening. So, the Lord's like, well, you don't even understand the kingdom if you don't understand sowing and reaping. I preached an eight-week series on that. I started learning it relationally. I learned it in health-related issues, praying for people. I, I saw it. I started to, you know, I could go declare a word over somebody and uh, healing, they get healed. I was like, man, this is uh, this is amazing. Sometimes there was a delay. Then, even prayed for a little dog one time, <laughs> had cancer, healed. And I saw hair coming back on people. You know, all this kind of stuff. I was like, You give hair? Steve, you, he said, Yeah, meet Lord, hair. Curly. You want curly black? No, I'm just playing straight back. <laughs> Look like Elvis. <laughs> I was like, Lord, you know how to. There's a barrier between what's being said and what we see happening. I started measuring it. I'm a little bit of an analyst. And I noticed the thing kept getting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter through the years. And you know what the Lord said to me? He says, I want to put my commandments so in you. And I started using this language. Stephen will remember this. So speak. And started realizing that something could be prophesied out of your mouth and it would literally come into being. That we had lost our inheritance because we had got wrapped up into a works based thing and it integrated and infiltrated our whole entire being called sin. And we weren't seeing the proper returns. And Adam had been cursed like that, and Eve had with their issue. They didn't see that they were in pain and, in, and seeing the inheritance of the Lord come to them. And I don't know, I'm in this millennial generation. I'm not a millennium, an ex-generator, but I'll just call myself a millennium. I wanted instant returns, you know. I'll just admit it. I wanted to see, and the Lord marked me this way, I want to see that I can live in a present situation with God and see an express reality manifest itself instantly. If the Lord can live like that and feed 20,000 people, then so can we. You feed them. The Lord curses the fig tree. What kind of person goes around talking to bushes? I, I saw Tom go around. I didn't know if he, a gross talking to his bushes, but he, he was over there doing something with his bushes. If Tom was over there, I'm telling you, you're not producing me some um, blackberries year round. You better give me some or I'm going to curse you. And that thing just dries up. It was like, what is wrong with Tom? He just cursed his blackberry bush. I think that guy was wild. <laughs> but Jesus going around cursing the fig tree. He's cursing bushes because he didn't produce. Because declare I'm declaring, I behold, I'll make all things new. and if it's not if there's not production, if there's not reality of the goodness of God in the natural reality, something's wrong with our Christianity. And you know the Lord, I don't want some kind of ethereal, nonsensical talk out there in some kind of free space talking about me and you don't have reality. I want reality. I so Christianity is reality. It's not just some kind of Sunday morning come feel good thing. It's your life. Everything of your life. I want reality. And so I kept on and on and on with the Lord. And he said, "I got, you got a lot of problems. You've got so many commandments being broken inside of you. You're just a commandment breaker. You're a covenantal law breaker. I said, what do I do about it? He said, oh, I love this. And the just shall live by faith. That is really easy. All you have to do is trust me and believe me and do whatever you see me doing. And you know what? I'll declare you righteous and I'll clean you up along the way. And I'll shrink the space-time barrier. Well, when I got this message this week, you didn't just want to shrink it. You want to destroy it. Do you see why this is important? Because we need reality. The reality of the kingdom of heaven manifest in you. And why should we, as God's people, why should we settle for anything less? When the And I love what Ann Nolan said. She said to me a few weeks ago, she said, I'm getting the best, and I deserve the best. Something to this effect, I paraphrase Ann, and I said, that's entitlement. And uh, I asked her, I said, are you entitled? She said, I sure am. I'm the daughter of of the king. And I said, I really like you a lot. That was the right kind of entitlement, wasn't it? I'm the daughter of the king. I deserve the best because of him. And I said, was it because, and I asked her this because I was checking her out. She didn't know, but I was checking her out. I said, was it because of the 25 years that you and Richard have spent in inner healing ministry and helping all those addicts? And she says something to this effect, far be it from me to think like that.
3: <laughs>
2: I was like, this woman loves God, dude. she knows him,
0: and I was so happy. She knew that it was not the law. She knew that it wasn't by her own good works that he saved her. She knew it deep down in her soul what Kelly was saying uh, this morning, that she had come to Zion. She just to hear, she just wants to hear Zion every week. I want to hear about that country that I've come to know. I want to hear where everything's been abolished, nullified in him, that it's all been destroyed. He's my king, he's my father. He loves me, he delights in me. And yes, I am entitled to an inheritance. Yes, I am. Not because of what works I've done. But because of what that man Jesus did on the cross. Do you see it? All those years for me, shrinking space time barrier. And the Lord saying, I destroyed it. <laughs> yeah. And as I am, so are you. Whoa! Do you see what I'm saying? God, be my witness as we live and breathe that Christ in us is the hope of glory. You, the sons and daughters of the king, are walking around manifesting the kingdom. And that you could take this word to the proverbial bank of heaven and draw on an inheritance that has rightfully been reserved for you in Christ because God ordained it from the foundation of the earth. Let's stand together. hey, what do I do? Receive. <laughs> How do I get into this? What, what kind of framework do I have to get my mind in? Receive. It's already been done. What did he do? The decree now is couched in commandments. You're not a covenantal lawbreaker. What do you have? Access, full access to the tree of life. Right now, Why did he do this? Hear me, hear me. uh, I got you standing. I got you right. I got you prepared so I can unleash this reality. He did this because he wanted to create in himself one new man. One new man, Heather. One new man in you. Klesa. one new man. Lydia, my daughter, who my love, one new man. Tom, one new man. Tom, Tom, Drew, one new man. One new man. No more a divided self, no more a bifurcated self, just one new man. Stephen, one new man. When I met Stephen like over 10 years ago, I, I was like, that is one cool guy. I just want to be like him. Always wanted to be like Stephen. He had it in his eyes. I saw it in his eyes back then. He was looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. I had no idea what we, oh man, the glory. Brother. He made peace to reconcile them in both in one body to God through the cross by which the hostility has now been killed. Then, killed then, let it be done for forever in you. What I found with this is it's not like believing in faith, okay? Like I'm believing in believing. It's just receiving. But it's an agreement. I will agree with you in this. You must agree with God's holy word. Don't agree with any other testimony of any other thing but what God's word says. Now, you have to do that. That's your only part to play. Is I'm not going to take another alternative mechanism into my mind and my understanding. And if you are, and it's entertaining your thoughts and your feeling life, I'm going to stop everything I'm doing until I just say, I believe this message. I've had to do this lots of times. And Spin me down. Get me still. Affliction on every side. Why? Why? Because he wants affection. And out of rest, kingdom. The kingdom of God expressed through the person of Jesus Christ, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So maybe you need to stop a little bit and rest in the Lord and take your Shabbat. Maybe you have to do it all day. Some of us, we I had to practice like eight hours a day because I was so into the works. I had to stop everything I'm doing just to get into Shabbat so I could, God could actually do something through me. <laughs> I was so wrapped up into what I could do. So you might have to do that because you're saying, I will not take another reality in my life but the one that is expressed right here. And if I have to stop everything I'm doing and put it at a halt so I could be found in him, I'm going to stop it until this one new man reality wakens in me. And I will not take the old anymore. I've not been dispossessed. i am been possessed by the Holy Spirit. (laughs) I'm his and he's mine. It's over with. Peace. He calls out to those who were far off, the Gentiles. And peace to those who are near. The expression of this message goes throughout the whole earth right now. I say, Lord, teach me more. He takes me to Colossians chapter 2, verse 14. He has destroyed what was against us. Kelly Manning, the ordinances of perfection that were against you, the striving to make it right, it was an ordinance that was laying on your soul that has been destroyed in Christ. I don't have to receive that anymore because it was based in commandments and it was the certificate that placed me in the debt of others. I'm not in debt. I'm not indebted. No, I'm free. For freedom, Christ came to liberate us and set us all free. Yeah. Oh,
2: Lord, the certificate of indebtedness over your life is gone. It's wiped away.
0: It was expressed in a decree. The prophetic judicial proclamation that was coming of the commandment that you were in debt and was opposed to you. He took it away and nailed it to the cross. You think that 95 thesis was something? He's taken everything that's been placed on you and nailed it 2,000 years ago to the cross when it went through his right and his left hand and his feet. It's over. Live free. Do not take another reality. Live as one, and you say, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing. Wait for him, wait for him, wait for him. Those that wait on the Lord, what? Will renew their strength. I'm feeling the renewal. I'm feeling everything's new. I won't accept it anymore. I wasn't built for the old. I never liked it anyways. I'm expedient. I like to see this thing come into being now. Zechariah 6.13 says, Yes, it is he who will build the temple of the Lord, and he shall bear the honor and the glory, and he shall sit and rule upon his throne, and he shall be a priest upon his throne. What? What? You got a king and a priest put together? Yeah, and the council of peace shall be between them both. Sociology, hear me out. Female, male, no more division. Them and us, gone. The and is gone. It's them, us. Far and near, and's gone. Far, near. Gentile and Jew, Gentile, Jew. Bond and free, socioeconomic issues, bond free. Theology, decree, commandment, one. Birthright scepter, one. Judah and Joseph, one. Priest and king, made one. Promise oath, one. Prophetic and the law, no end, one. Prophetic apostolic, one. Ivory sapphire, one. Philosophy. I was putting these together Steve and I was talking I'm, I'm getting them I'm getting them sin consciousness reward consciousness one tragic hero in the false knight no more knight of faith retribution and reward the fear of the Lord brings a reward wisdom one say it and see it say it see it <laughs> And's gone. One. Free will determination. One. Let that one mess with you. In the negative sense, repression and oppression. Gone. I give you the oil of gladness above all your fellows. Run and will. Neither him that runs or wheels. Listen to this one. I love this, lowly and meek. One. Condescension and gentleness. One. Hey. The good aspects of Protestantism and Catholicism. One. Ooh, Carol, you're meddling. Eastern Orthodox, Roman Catholic, 1054, split on humanity and divinity, one in Christ. Arminian Calvinism, one. This can't be. Check this one out. Politics. Democratic, Republican, royal family. It's not a party. We're a family. Purple. Blue and red. It's been made purple. You see how important this is? Zero plus plus. One. I'm at the end of everything. Great! Give everything you got. Plus plus. Glorify thou me, fathers. I glorify you. Good. No more plus negative. Instant return on investment. Oh, you got to like that one. Stop lying to yourself if you are. Individual peace, corporate peace, national peace, international peace. Our King is coming. Oh, I worship you, Lord. Yes, one new man. Who are you? One new man. One new woman. One new. What? One, one singular one, not a bifurcated self. Not a divided self anymore, but one. No, not an opposed self, not, not a narcissistic self. Hey, not a, uh, what do you call that? Not a, uh, not a schizophrenic self. No, just one new man. One new man's in me. One new man's in you. You got it? Say this with me. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Oh, let it resonate. Resonate. Middle wall partition, not just nullified, but destroyed. No more, in. Christ in me.
2: Oh,
0: oh, oh, oh. What do you do for a living? I'm a one new man. Where do you come from? One new man. You aren't from around here. I know.
5: I'm one new man.
0: You don't You don't belong here. That's right. I'm one new man. You got it. That's who you are. That is what he paid for at the cross for you right now. Believe the word of God. The Lord. All right, let's take communion together.
1: A world away and still not far Like fabric woven into ours The dawn, it shot out through the night The day is coming soon of the morning star can pierce a cold and stony heart and its grace it went through me like a sword and it came out like a song and now I'm just waiting for the day Shadows of the dawn
0: not trying to improve on your fallen nature he's just installing his one new man in you hey listen now get a hold of that he's not trying to improve on your fallen nature Christ in you let's receive him like that I love this you can say this I'm new say it i'm new i'm new right now well they thought about this like me and well i used to look like that no i'm new no i won't receive anything else but newness and wholeness i can't receive it i'm i'm not going to be characterized by sickness and death i don't let it characterize me it do, it's not who i am i have a good father pete I'm new, I'm just new, my hair's gray, I'm new, (laughs) I'm just new, everything about me is new, so living in life and love when everything's new, everything's whole, nothing's broken, This is the message of the Lord. This is the message that we receive. Hopefully you can see it right here. And his transfigured self. Because he took the bread and he broke it. You see it? Can you see the wisdom of it? The communion? I was broken, what does it say? To make a one new man. And what we're doing today with this communion is we're acknowledging that newness because of what he has done for us. To him be the praise and the glory, right? He took the bread and he broke it and he said, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. New field deets. New. New. It can't be true, maybe. And I don't know if some of you are dealing with this. I speak from the spirit of you my past was laden with guilt. How do I know what my future is going to be like? I've done so many things I shouldn't have done. The Lord sees it all and paid for it all. Receive grace. Poured out upon grace over your life. It's the most greatest liberty of the soul you'll ever know. I don't receive the guilt. Five seconds ago, Two seconds ago? One second ago? Nope. New. Right? Jacob did things he wasn't supposed to do. God elected him for his own glory and his own purpose. Does God agree with sin? No. It's behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And he took the cup and he said, this is the blood of the new. The new covenant is poured out for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Now, I'm not telling you that you have to do this, but would you raise your hands and give him thanks? Come on, put them up. Everybody, I am telling you to do this now. To this. It brings honor to him. He deserves all the glory and praise. I magnify you, Lord. I honor you, Lord.
2: We praise you, Lord. We give you glory, Lord. Honor is to you. Honor and praise to you. So good, Lord. With the resurrection and the life. We bless your name, we bless you, Lord. Bless you and may the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may you have peace. Amen.
5: Bless you today.
1: My chest is full of hope And a dress in veil and veil as snow And He said He'd come for me He'd know when I'm ready and my heart is aching for coming of the Lord I must get ready now I must get Let's get ready now. The night and this passion, it is a fire, and it burns with pure desire. Oh, and he said.